Would you like to exchange best practices and ideas to improve care, enhance operational efficiency, and address financial challenges with your peers? Becker's Healthcare is facilitating these conversations at their 8th Annual Health IT, Digital Health, and RCM meeting. You can check your eligibility for complimentary attendance at the link in the description. We are excited to welcome you in October. This is Laura Deirdre with the Becker's Healthcare Podcast. I'm thrilled today to be joined by Dr. Ashil Arjan, Director of Ambulatory EMR and Portals at Stanford Medicine Children's Health. Dr. Arjan, it's a pleasure to have you on the podcast today. Thanks for having me. I'm, I'm very um, excited to be here. Excellent. Well, I know we've got a lot to talk about and, you know, it's definitely um, such an important, interesting time in healthcare today and especially thinking about children's health and, and the real needs for pediatric healthcare in this country. But before we dive into my questions, can you tell me a little bit more about yourself and your background? Sure. Um, again, my name is Ashila John, and I'm uh, Director over Ambulatory and Portals at the Stanford, Stanford Medicine Children's Health. And um, I oversee um, all our ambulatory clinics, workflow, special primary care, and uh, patient portals, as well as some health information exchange across the organization. And uh, from a background perspective, I, um, I've been with Stanford uh, Children's for the past um, eight years in this current role. Um, from a background perspective, I'm a physician by background, a foreign graduate originally from Turkey, and uh, I am working in the healthcare IT industry. That's fantastic to hear. And I'm excited that you'll be able to bring this very unique perspective to our conversation because I think, you know, you, I can imagine, see a lot and are a very important connector within the organization from the EMR and portals through the HIE and all of that. So, you know, given your role and in, in everything that you oversee, what are some of the opportunities that you really are, are looking forward to at Stanford Medicine Children's and uh, the headwinds that you have your eye on as well? Sure. Um, so I think we are in a unique time and space in healthcare in, in this country, especially post-pandemic. There is a lot of um, focus on digital patient experience and also digital healthcare worker and provider experience. So some of the things that we are working on is to how to make the patient experience more streamlined and flawless while using digital tools, um, especially as an organization who is in Silicon Valley, that is a very big priority for us because um, a lot of our patient population is very used to use digital tools in, in different things, as well as our um, workforce. So um, some of the things that are in our focus right now is that um, definitely digital from a digital patient experience perspective, the use of um, some language processing tools to be able to help patients to navigate better, especially in the portals. Uh, use. Um, I oversee the portals team and uh, we are trying to integrate some um, auto response and chatbots to our portals patients experience at the moment. Uh, one other thing that our team is um, currently focused on is to improve some uh, workflows from patient um, perspective. Like for, for example, in the past patients would fill questionnaires on papers when they come to the clinic and someone would like manually enter them. But right now we're trying to get that um, in a more digital workflow format so um, it, it creates a better patient experience and better clinical uh, patient reported outcome. Um, one other aspect is that especially with the changing uh, environment in healthcare, 
lot of organizations are now moving into e-consults or virtual visit workflows, and we are following the same, um, especially around um, getting uh, virtual visits and e-consults on uh, electronically uh, is one of our top priorities. We are trying to roll out more electronic referrals. Um, it's, it's a very challenging for a physician office to send referrals in different ways to different places. Some of them are on paper, you know, they're being faxed, or some of them are via phone and, and such. But we're trying to utilize the seamless EMR integrated uh, referral workflow so our team can re receive the referrals with fully populated patient information on the EMR and can um, schedule patients with ease and, and more efficiently. Um, some of our other focus, because we are unique in Stanford Children's from a teen and uh, adolescent care perspective is the teen and adult confidentiality. We also oversee OB, OBGYN patients. So um, for adult confidentiality, some wounds care issues is also um, on our focus with the current developments in the, in the country. Um, so my team is constantly working on how we can make the information shared across, uh, you know, between the patients and the caregivers appropriately while we are also adhering to their confidentiality needs. Um, and also, lastly, I would say uh, we have a lot of focus on health equity uh, from a social determinant of health uh, perspective. And my team also oversees uh, the infrastructure and workflows for our team then, which is an essentially a fully equipped clinic that is on RV and goes to uh, underserved areas uh, to help support um, teen health in, in schools. So a lot of, lot of things, exciting things are going on and we're trying to um, make sure that we evaluate new technology to make a difference for our patients and our uh, healthcare uh, workers. That's amazing to hear. And, you know, that focus on making sure you've got the digital tools available and information that's shareable and easy for, like, as you said, the healthcare workers, as well as the patients, and their families and, and improving that access to care, I know is so, so critical um, and really makes an impact on the patients you're serving. Now, you know, when you look at what's happening in healthcare today, are there any uh, challenges or roadblocks as you, you know, are, are trying to deliver some of this great patient experience and, and additional um, digital tools and technology and data, you know, what kind of challenges do you run up against? I would say probably uh, one of the biggest challenges is uh, very complex regulations around patient data sharing that we're, um, we're um, experiencing. You know, Cures Act, uh, which we fully support, empowers patients to have their own data at, at, at their own uh, hands uh, in a very, very timely manner. But then with that, there is also teen confidentiality and a very complex relationship between teens and guarantors and proxies and who can see what. Um, so we are discovering um, that is one of the major challenges in, in our work to both empowering people with their own data on the, on the right time, but also adhering to confidentiality. And um, our organization is actually leading in that space. Our uh, clinical teams and RCI MDs had a bit, lot of um, work going on and published um, articles and, and uh, research on this about like how important it is to keep the teams empowered. Um, so I would say that conflict between the, some of the rules and regulations are making our, our lives harder. Um, the other challenge that I would point out is that technology is growing really fast and uh, moving you know, in, at a fast speed. And it's, it's a challenge to keep up with all the new tools that are available and to be able to effectively choose 
from a large inventory of tools that does pretty much similar things, but have different potentials for the future. That is another challenge. And I think the whole like virtual, um, the whole like virtualization of workspaces and uh, mobility of both the patients and providers are adding to another uh, layer of challenge for us. In the past, when everything was handled in a closed circuit health system, we had more control over infrastructure. For example, you know which devices are used and which are um, uh, which are uh, utilized in a more efficient way. And uh, but but now with with everything being like more mobile and virtual, we are in a position where we have like our providers and patients are connecting from different locations, from different uh, infrastructures and different devices. And the solutions that we roll out should be uniformly applicable to all of these um, use cases. Uh, and that's one of the big challenges, I think, like with the, the whole digital health domain, that we do not have to not only make the, the tools and um, solutions available in our, our own infrastructure, we should also think about the infrastructure of the person off the other end and where they're connecting with what, which is, I think is a huge challenge. Yeah, absolutely. I can imagine, you know, with just so many um, different options available in, in devices and technology. So that's a really, really great point. Now, I know that right now, as we've talked through a little bit, you know, healthcare is obviously evolving and changing and, um, you know, growing all the time. So how do you think about growth from your perspective within the organization and then adding value to Stanford Medicine Children's on, on a consistent basis? Sure. Um, so like you mentioned, I think the overall healthcare is in, in a transformation itself. And as an organization, we are also constantly growing. Within the past eight to 10 years, we went from like about 100,000 visits to um, over 600, 700, close to 700,000 visits now. So um, it's always a challenge to keep up with expanding patient population, expanding geography, and also expanding services because we also continue to add uh, new specialty services and very unique services for um, specialty care um, in our in our organization. Um, there's also a growth from an increased demand perspective from patients and um, they do want their needs to be addressed digitally, especially after pandemic. I think a lot of things converted to a vir being virtual and there's definitely an expectation both from our patients and from our workforce uh, to um, keep things virtual and make it more efficient at the same time. So um, that is something that we're also taking into account from a growth perspective. It, I, I already mentioned this, but I, I think it's worth to call it out again. Um, the new rules and regulations are also um, growing the need for being really mindful and uh, about the confidentiality. Um, so for example, some of the new tools that we're rolling out, if we don't think about from a confidentiality lens, uh, they, they really easily can um, compromise some of the confidentiality, team confidentiality. So that is also one part of the uh, work we're taking into account while we're growing. And uh, lastly, I would say there is a huge, um, transformation around the AI and every day, every morning I wake up to news like chat GPT did this and that or AI is used in medicine in, 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 in a different way than before. So um, I think those are also the tools that we're trying to tap into and utilize to help with our growing patient population, growing geography and growing digital needs. 
Absolutely. I think that's a great point. And, you know, definitely throwing in um, a lot of the new technologies with artificial intelligence, you know, is is constantly um, upending the field and, and, you know, coming out with new capabilities, which I'm sure in healthcare is in some ways is, you know, very helpful, but in other ways, it can certainly be a challenge to just make sure, as you were talking about, rules and regulations are followed um, and, and uh, on all fronts. So um, that, that's so interesting to hear. Now, I know um, right now, healthcare resources especially are scarce and valuable, whether it's time or energy from healthcare providers and and workers or um, financial resources. So from your perspective, what do you see as being some of the most important either risks or investments that um, healthcare organizations should take to especially make sure that, um, you know, they're they're meeting their goals, whether it's on a clinical side or, or some of the other operational things that they're trying to do? Sure. Um, I think one of the big focus areas should be uh, focusing on patient experience overall, because uh, now we are in a different ecosystem, especially with the rise of digital tools and also um, digital literacy from a patient's perspective. Um, and um, you know, one of one of the one of the most important things is to be able to utilize the tools in a seamless way. So actually, the patient experience feels seamless from the patient perspective, which which starts with like a digital front door and then, you know, allowing patients to be able to self-schedule. Um, and then even like looking at their results and everything else online and having having interactions with the with their uh, physicians or providers uh, online as well. Um, I would also say probably another investment or focus that should happen in this year and in the coming years is the whole digital transformation concept that many organizations are already uh, in in that transformation process and from a digital transformation I think we should also we should consider that it's not only moving things to digital because we are already there I mean that's what the IS departments are IT departments are for but also looking at how we can transform the way we work um, where we put our resources and how do we utilize our resources most effectively. One of the things that we're observing is um, how we can um, transform the work that is done in a repetitive fashion and automatize it while we are using our resources to do a deeper work and, and enhance the system further. Um, so probably patient experience and digital transformation is the top uh, priorities for us. And um, I think they're worth to make more investments than looking uh, more into. Absolutely. I love that. And I think that's such a great point in, in making sure the patient experience is seamless and easy and that digital transformation is possible. And I know it's easier said than done. So, you know, from your perspective, um, what's kind of the most important thing to keep in mind, especially for organizations that might be early on in their digital transformation journey, you know, to really build in that patient experience from the um, early side of the, the digital transformation versus trying to add it in after, you know, you've got your platform set and those kinds of things. Sure. I would say like in our uh, first assessment, what we found is that um, workflow standardization is the key because unless the workflows are standardized, that uh, the whole transformation to a digital experience is not really going to work. And uh, we are learning it from other healthcare systems going through a similar journey, and we're also observing it internally. Um, One example, for example, we're trying to roll out like more and more virtual uh, patient self-scheduling tools and and virtual tools. But if it's not standardized, um, it becomes a very challenging task 
and the end users and the patients do not um, like the experience that they're going through and it becomes also a maintenance nightmare. So I would say probably the workflow standardization is one of the key things. And also looking at from a patient journey perspective, for example, if you're rolling out something electronically, there should be a consensus across the organization to stop doing it in other ways, because I'll give a very simple example. For example, if you are rolling out your questionnaires electronically to a patient, if I'm a patient and if I fill that questionnaire electronically at home on my mobile device, and then I go to the clinic, if I'm being giving the same questionnaire in the clinic on paper to fill it again, that is a horrible patient experience for me as a patient. So I think just to make sure that we are, while we're designing these digital workflows, we're also looking at their counterparts uh, on paper or manual counterparts and ensure that we don't end up doing duplicate work for ourselves or having patients to um, do duplicate work for us. So I think that is one of the key points that we're discovering and trying to um, build workflows to accommodate that. That's great insight and definitely makes a lot of sense. Uh, thank you so much for sharing that. Now, before we wrap up mm -hmm. our discussion, I, I wanted to ask you, taking a, another look um, toward the future, where do you see some of the best opportunities for you and in your teams to grow and develop? Um, I think from a growth and future of healthcare, um, the rise of AI is something that is already here. And it's going to be, I mean, <laughs> every day I'm seeing like, some, you know, exciting news about the AI and then some scary news about AI and how it's kind of going to be out of control and whatnot. But to me, I do see this as a new tool to add to our inventory. And I think it can have like huge implications to help us with documentation, which can be very heavy from time to time, patient engagement, you know, image interpretation, predictive analytics, like basically anything that we can um, integrate into successfully, we should look into it. And I think just to understand the, the benefits and limitations of this new tool and how it can help us um, both from a patient perspective and our workforce perspective is going to be very important in the future. Um, I would say the other one, which we already talked about partially, is the whole like patient journey and medical life cycle from a patient's perspective, I think with the new tools that we're integrating more workflows into each other, uh, we're going from a fragmented patient experience to a full patient um, journey, patient experience cycle, um, starting with wellness and going into an acute care. I think those are the areas um, that we will have the most opportunities and growth in the future and make it, uh, make it better for our patients and their families. Um, data sharing is another one, and with that um, comes not only data sharing to help care of the patients, but also data sharing with the patients to empower them more, um, which is I, something that is also um, we need to consider. Um, and then I already mentioned that innovative technology to support mobility for both patients and workforce. We're in a different world after the pandemic, and I think that... Um, two or three years helped us to understand like some of the work can be done anywhere in the world. Um, and that is something we need to take into account and consider while we're um, building our strategies for the future. What a great point. And Dr. Arjun, thank you so much for joining us on the podcast today. This has been a really fun and an interesting discussion, and I look forward to connecting with you again soon. 
Likewise. Thank you for having me.